Hi, this is Gia, welcoming you to a 16th season of The Next Step with Father Voskin, the acclaimed podcast series about spirituality through orthodoxy, brought to you by Apostle.net. Since 2008 these next steps have been taken toward and for the disenfranchised members of the church community, as well as for those searching for practical and deeper applications of faith, and for the neophyte, those who are discovering truths in ancient orthodoxy. Here, Father Voskin provides his unique and distinctive voice for Armenian orthodoxy, as providing an intelligent and practical answer to the challenges of life, based on the solid principles of love, faith and hope as expressed by Jesus Christ. The next steps are serious, fun, informative and most of all relevant, as religion should be. So turn up the volume and get ready to take the next step. Well, how do you do? Welcome to episode number 777, which is taking place on today, July 7th, 2023. And if you do the math, as we always do, 2023, add them up, and you've got another seven. So I want to tell you that it's by chance. It's just happened this way. I want to tell you that uh, we were just playing around, and all of a sudden all the sevens lined up. But no, no such luck. Actually, I haven't had a podcast for just about a month now. Our last one was in June. And this is after 15 years of religiously doing it, no pun intended, religiously every week on Thursday we'd get out a podcast. Last month I took off to Armenia, and because we're doing daily podcasts now on epostle.net, I'm giving you the long explanation of what happened, because we're doing daily podcasts on epostle, well, the next step was sacrificed. Yes, we sacrificed in the next step. And um, I've been wanting to put it out, especially two weeks ago when it happened to be June 18th. And it was the, actually the 15th anniversary of the next step. It was June 18th, 2008, that we started the next step. And I just couldn't do it. I was in the middle of Armenia. The equipment wasn't uh, working out. We were just um, away from the studio. And it just, I, it just didn't feel right. We weren't able to do it. And I'm going to share with you some stuff of what happened in Armenia in a few minutes, but why we are now broadcasting today. So we ventured out to Hawaii. Yes, of all places, beautiful Hawaii. We are on Maui Island uh, for a friend's baptism, friend's children's baptism. Uh, when I say uh, their children, well, I got to take responsibility for bringing them together too. So I did the wedding a few years ago, and we came out for that. And now here it is, four years later, baptizing two of their kids. And so we were sitting here, Susan and I, in, in Maui, and I said, "Okay, I'm going to get the get the next step out because I got to do this." And then I looked at the calendar, and I said, "Okay, we'll get it out for the Thursday." And when I looked at the calendar, it was July July 6th. I mean, we traditionally get it out on Thursday. And I looked at the calendar, July 6th. I said, whoa, one more day later, and it's the three sevens. And it happens to be episode number 777. Yeah, it was kind of like the other way around. I, I, I looked at the calendar. I saw that it was June 6th. Then I said, okay, let me write down. I, I actually have a notebook that I write down what's coming up on the next step. 
I know. <laughs> and <clears throat> I looked at the calendar, and then I looked at the notebook, and it said the next episode is 777. And I go, wow, everything aligns if I just wait one more day. So I did, and we are broadcasting today. July 7th, 2023, add up the two, the two, and the three, and you've got another seven, and it happens to be episode number 777, and we are not playing lottery, we're not gambling. Why is that significant? Well, because in scripture, Jesus is asked, how many times must I forgive my brother? Seven times? Even if he has sinned against me seven times? And Jesus says, no, not seven times, but seven times, 77 times. And so here it is, that back in July 7th, 2007, 16 years ago, we had a huge festival. We had a celebration, which we, which we dubbed the Forgiveness Day, Day of Forgiveness. How many times must I forgive? Not seven times, not 70 times, but 770 times. Or it could be seven times 77, and either way, it's not about the number, it's about constantly forgiving. Because what we're appealing to is the idea of that love. You see, when we talk about God's love, agape love, we're talking about sacrificial love. We're talking about love that you do not deserve. And every one of us has that love that we do not deserve. Our Heavenly Father loves us, even though we've done all kinds of stuff and we don't deserve it. But Christ says, no, you do deserve it because you're children of the Heavenly Father. And so when we talk about that ultimate love, the Father's love, agape love, which Jesus expresses in the parable of the prodigal son, the father who doesn't even wait for his child to say, I'm sorry, doesn't even wait. It's just enough that he's turned back and coming home, he goes out and he reaches out to him. That's forgiveness. And we dubbed 777, the date, July 7th, as Day of Forgiveness, the forgiving day. Now, what's so important about this is it's the beginning of everything else. See, we didn't really kind of count on that until later when we figured this, this whole thing out. That, yeah, you want to have love in the world. Well, why do you have, want to have love? Why do you want people to love people? Well, because you want peace. You want peace on earth, goodwill towards men. Well, how do you get people to love each other? Well, it has to begin with something, and it begins with forgiveness. And that's why Jesus says so plainly, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Or in more modern terms, forgive me my debts as I forgive my debtors. Like, as much as I forgive, please forgive me, Father. So putting the burden on me, I need to forgive others so that I know that my Heavenly Father will forgive me. And this idea of forgiveness is repeated throughout the Gospels. It is something that makes Jesus' message which makes Christianity so unique, as opposed to other religions. It is the unique message of Christianity, the forgiveness, constantly forgiving. Because, you know, you know there's that prayer that I love. It's, it's, 
It's at the funeral service. You know, if you have ever heard this prayer being recited over you, you've kind of got to look all the way around because it means you're dead. But it's a beautiful prayer that the priest recites over you at, at your funeral. And it's talking to God and it's saying, God, forgive this man's sins. Because who is it that lives and doesn't sin? Only you are sinless. Only God is sinless. Only Christ is sinless. Who is it that lives and does not sin? Every one of us sins. And as I've repeated several times, it's, there's degrees. There's degrees that we want to calibrate. But God doesn't use those calibrations. Sin merely means missing the mark. You strive for perfection and you fall short of it. You want to do it. And that's why in, in our confession, we say, while knowing the evil, yet I willingly gave way to it. From good works, I purposely kept away. Yeah, it's hard words. Most of the time, we know we're doing wrong, but we purposely keep away. And then we realize it. We come to a day of reckoning, a day where we wake up and we say, this is wrong. I want to turn. And that's what... <clears throat> repentances is that turn back around and Jesus says when that happens all you need to do is forgive well that sounds easy right it's more difficult to forgive people until you look at Jesus's example he had the difficult position God seeing his son on the cross forgives each and every one of us while we are the ones putting Jesus on the cross. I mean, imagine your child being put up on a cross by people who you've loved and cared for, and God forgives us. Christ from the cross looks down on people. And what does he say? Father, forgive them. They do not know what they're doing. And so forgiveness is also tied in with this idea of knowledge, of knowledge of the sin. And most of the time, yes, people do know what they're doing, but do they really know the impact, what's happening, why, how that's going to affect? And most of the time, you're taken by your, uh, your humanity, that you're a human, and you fall short. And, you know, psychology has a way of describing all these things as being, um, as being uh, personal... Um, strengths of of your conscience what you want to do but basically it comes down to it's it's the human uh, the human need to express itself express itself in a wide variety of ways and most of the times you'll find that what we do is we we act and then think about it later what's that old adage like it's easier for me to <clears throat> it's easier for me to ask forgiveness than to uh, ask for permission well, it really doesn't work that way. I mean, we, we don't really articulate it, articulate it that way. But in the end, that's what it comes down to. You've got to be willing to ask for that forgiveness. And so when we name 777 as the day of forgiveness, it's not just about you getting forgiven, but it's also connecting the dots to Jesus saying, forgive me the way I forgive others. You need to forgive others. And when you look at the world, what's going on, <clears throat> this 
element of forgiveness is the one part that's missing out of everybody's equation for peace. Take a look at what's going on in Ukraine and Russia right now. Okay, Let's suppose tomorrow, tomorrow a, a truce, ceasefire takes place. And you've got the presidents of Ukraine and Russia sitting down, shaking hands, and they tr sign a treaty and everything's good. Do you think it's over at that point? How about all the people in Ukraine who are always going to be looking at the Russians and looking at them with the hatred because you killed my father. In a generation, you killed my grandfather. You were the people who perpetrated a crime against us. I mean, it's vicious. It, it continues. I, for one, being a member of the Armenian community, know how vicious this can be. We're talking about crimes that were committed over 100 years ago and by, uh, by people that do not exist today, but their children's children's children. And we look at sometimes at these people and we say that, okay, you are responsible. When all along, this man just basically wants to live. Some of them don't even know what's happened a hundred years ago. So when we look at like Russia and Ukraine, I could see very well what's going to happen, you know, in 10 years, 15 years, in 50 years and in a hundred years. These are pains that are still going to continue unless somebody is brave enough, as Jesus says, to be able to say you are forgiven. I forgive you. And this is what this day is. July 7th, 7-7, seven, seven. that's two of them. But you need that third seven. That third seven is the multiplier because when you multiply 77 times seven, you don't get 539. What you do is you get a number that is telling you you have to always forgive. And this year you have it. You have the seven, seven, sevens all lining up. So happy forgiveness day. And basically with that little lesson, we start off the next step, the, the 16th season of the next step, right after the 15th anniversary of this, of this um, thing. Yes, you didn't hear Susie at the beginning. We, we had Gia substitute for her. She's still around. You'll hear Susie later on. Uh, but we're still working out of Epostle. Today, I happen to be broadcasting out of Maui. Um, Hawaiian, on the Hawaiian islands, and we are here for baptism. So it's kind of like a unique day just to sh share all this. What I'd like to do is come back and share with you part two, talk to you about what's been going on this past few weeks. Okay, we are back. Yeah, did you like that funky music? Yeah. <laughs> we are in Hawaii. I don't have the whole studio here. I got my son Christopher to send me a few files. That was one of them. 
and it's a good one for a transition. So we don't get a song of the day, but we get a little jingle. But I did want to share with you what's been going on because it's exciting. And as you know, the next step is really the the pioneer. Not, not only have we been here for 15 years, but I've been sharing with you what's going on in the church and what is happening, especially the last one. I got a lot, a lot of responses, especially the analysis of what's going on in Jerusalem and as well as what's going on locally in the Western Diocese where you've got these this um, this group that is now practicing pretending that they're an Armenian church and uh, it, it's uh, it's gonna really blow up and I'm going to be doing some very special programming in the next few weeks which I'll be sharing with you but I always like to keep the next step you're my core audience. You're the people that have been with me, that continue to be with me. And I know we have all of this programming that goes on on epostle.net. But to me, the next step is this very special, intimate group of people that we get to talk with, we get to share with where we're, where we're going, what we're doing, and most importantly, an opportunity for us to share Christian ideas and that doesn't mean uh, we're, we're preaching as much as it is to share the ideas of Christianity beyond the Sunday school vision. And I just got through to speaking to a few people this morning, actually. And, you know, the Sunday school um, catechism that we have is so important because that's the basis. Okay, you need a foundation and you need the foundation to build on. We're at a point with the next step, and that's exactly what the name means. It's the next step. What happens after you built that foundation? And so I always tell people, check out these wonderful sites that we have. The Eastern Diocese, for instance, has this beautiful website called Vimcot, and so many different churches have great, great websites that you need to avail yourself to. They, they bring you information about what the faith is, what the church is all about, what we believe, most importantly, what we believe. So the next step is not about presenting that. And of course, along the way, you get that in a very unique way. Those of you who know, who've been listening know what I'm talking about, but it's not intended to be a catechism. Rather, it's intended to, to stimulate some discussion, some talk, so that we discuss these ideas and move it forward. For instance, some very basic things about the literal, uh, the, the literal translation or the literal acceptance of the Bible. And I know a lot of times you'll get people who will say, you know, literally uh, these things are right. The Armenian church, by the way, does not believe in a literal translation of the Bible. It believes that the Bible is true. It's not literal. It's not factual. It's completely true. In fact, so true that we call it the breath of God. And this breath comes to us and it talks to us and it touches us in many, many ways. But the, the stories that are in there, uh, many of them uh, we're talking about specifically in the Old Testament, are giving us advice, are giving us stories with messages in there. And they're not intended to be taken like there was a man named Adam and a woman named Eve. And he fell asleep one night and God took his rib. And Eve is a lesser person because she's got, she was made out of the man's rib and so on and so on. It's not meant to be taken that way. It's meant to be taken as a discussion. 
because don't forget that the Bible and uh, the stories that you've heard these are, were not never uh, they were never written down until like a, a few thousand years later, you know, or at least a thousand years later. Especially the Old Testament stories; these were stories that were told around the village circle, and they were told that you know there was a day that there was a flood, people disobeyed God, and so there was a flood. And and you know these this is what's called the oral tradition; it was orally passed along to people. And we didn't get a Bible until about the 15th century when the printing press came along. That's when we got a Bible that was distributed to people. Before that, the Bible and Holy Scriptures were reserved for use in the church. And, you know, the whole Protestant Reformation, it revolves around the use of the Bible, that the Bible needed to be accessible in the hands of people and not just in the hands of clergy. And definitely that's really one of the factors that led to Martin Luther breaking off from the Roman Catholic Church that, you know, you did need uh, what was it? It's 95 theses and, you know, the, you are entitled to read the scriptures. And certainly that was facilitated by having a printing press and people had access to this. What was the date of the printing press? About 1666 or 1661, something like that, that um, people started getting regular copies, had copies of this information. That's beautiful. We love it. In fact, it's it's really what the next step is all about. But not in the idea of, okay, here is the Bible, take it, memorize it, and you will know who God is. That's not what the Bible is all about. I've had people explain the Bible as B-I-B-L-E, um, something information, basic information before leaving earth. Like that's the entire intention of the Bible is basic information, B-I-B-L-E, before leaving earth. No, it's not. It's not information about leaving earth. It's about information about how to get along while you're on earth, what to do over here. It's some very, very basic stories that tell you about the way of living, about what God wants and requires from us. And when you take it in, in that respect, you start understanding that these stories unfold in a magical way so that page one corresponds to page two to three, four. And by the time you get to page 1,500, whatever it is, the last page, you understand that this is one story of God's love, what I talked about earlier, about that agape love, caring enough for us that he, he wants us to be uh, partners with him. He wants us to be together with him, not only now, but forever. So it's a beautiful story that unwinds. Unfortunately, we get a lot of misreadings. And one of the things that I, I've really tried to do through the next step and tried to do on this platform is really basically un, uh, unfold what our faith is, what our belief is. Because so many times what you have is people who hear a nice Christian preacher, they will hear somebody talk about redemption, about the rapture sometimes, and um, they will pass it along. And I know this is a big problem right now within the Armenian church because you'll hear somebody say something, somebody quotes scripture, and all of a sudden this becomes the Christian message that you want to give out. Instead of talking about the main Christian message, which Jesus talked about, was love your 
neighbors, love your enemies, love your family, love your, love your world, love yourself, this idea of love. It's interesting how we always pick up on these horrible, uh, sensational kind of things that come out of the Bible. Like, what about the horsemen? What about, you know, I think it was a year ago, two years ago, I got invited to <laughs> teach a class online about the, about, um, the book of Revelation. And I got, got there and I said, well, you got to remember the Armenian church doesn't talk about Revelation because, and I explained it all. And there was a lot of people that were disappointed because in many ways you want to believe that, hey, this is what we believe. Because I believe this, I am right and everybody else is wrong. And the minute you do that, you've already lost what the entire purpose of Jesus's message was about that the kingdom is accessible to everybody. It's not about I'm better than you. It's not about I know more than you because we are nothing in the sight of God. His knowledge, his love for us, it far exceeds what we could put together. But what we do is we try to present, we try to present that very basic message of love, honoring, of, of having hope, hope for the future, believing in the future, all these beautiful words that we love to paste around and put on our bumper stickers have to come, uh, have to be real in our lives. And that's what our faith is, uh, is about. And that's what we do on the next step. We talk about how does this, what we learned, that foundation, how does it touch our lives today? So along that line with the apostle, what we did is just last month, we went on a pilgrimage to Armenia to shoot some incredible footage. My uh, creative director for apostle, Gregory Baylerian, uh, took his camera and all of his photography gear. <laughs> we went throughout, we went throughout Armenia on this journey of visiting, yes, you could say the top 10, you know, we did get some of the best sites, um, but we got them in 360. 360, not only visually, but audio. So this is all preparation for the metaverse. And as you know, during this one month, while we were absent, I was unable to report to you that Apple computer came out with their new uh, goggles to go into virtual reality. Well, you say, well, what's the big deal about it? Well, here's the big deal. Um, those of you who are old enough before Apple computer decided to go into the phone market, you were using a Blackberry phone. Uh, you were using a razor phone. We were punching in people's names by tapping on the numbers three times. If you wanted an I, you'd have to do G H I three times on that one uh, letter. What is it? The letter four, I think, or the letter five to get the letter I. There was no keyboard unless you had a Blackberry. And so when Apple came out with the iPhone, all of a sudden, telephoning changed. Not only was it now a telephone, but it was a computer that was lodged in your pocket. And today, to have a telephone is synonymous to having a uh, a, a a camera in your in your pocket, a personal organizer in your pocket, to having a, a um, encyclopedia. You can Google anything. You can find whatever you want immediately. To having a roadmap in your pocket. It's basically everything. And this is because Apple Computer in 2007 came out with the iPhone. It revolutionized the way we use that technology. And so with Apple coming into the virtual reality market with these 
headsets, now you're understanding that there might be an opportunity for us to push it even further. And so Epostle being what it is and being on the front line, being on the cutting edge of all this and bringing that technology to our Christian faith, we said, why not? Let's get involved in the uh, in the meta metaverse, so that when you go to an Armenian site, imagine this: imagine this, going into Etchmiadzin and not seeing Etchmiadzin on your screen, but actually being in Etchmiadzin, not watching it, not being an observer, but being inside of it. Wow! For instance, we went to Gerhardt. Many of you probably have seen a group of singers who will be inside the caves and they will be singing. Um, Gerhardt is one of those just monumental masterpieces of Armenian, of Armenian faith, not just architecture, but of Armenian faith, that out of a mountain they carved out this huge church that has caves inside of it. And one of the caves is, uh, is just so beautiful because it... It has the acoustics to accent whatever is being sung in there. So there was a group of singers there that sang some sharaghans, and we arrived right at the tail end of their performance. So we had a chance to ask them, are you going to be performing? They said, we will in, in a while. So we took the queue. There was nobody in the queue in the cave. So the nine of us that were on this pilgrimage together, we went in there and we recorded in 360, in other words, all the way around, we recorded, we sang the Sharagans. I believe we had done Dervormia in, in that cave. And it reverberated so well that outside, the performers, these, these ladies who were the singers of the caves of Gerhardt, they heard us and they came in. So they came in and they cut their break short to perform for us. So we basically had an opportunity to have a private concert and we were able to record that in 360. So what does that mean to you? What does that mean to the average person? It means that if you have never gone to Gerhardt, you can go to it virtually. You will be able not only to see it on your screen, you will actually be able to stand there and listen to these people in perfect balance of sound so that when you hear the bass with your left ear, you can look in that direction and see the person who is singing the bass part and the soprano in your right ear, you can look in that direction and hear the soprano singing there. If someone behind you talks and says, excuse me, what is the name of this song? You will be able to look back and see that person that is talking to you. You will be immersed, immersed in these places. And you say, well, how could that be? Well, how could it be that we're sitting around talking on phones that also have encyclopedias, that also have cameras, that also have maps, that also have a depository of, of all of our reading material there? all in our pocket. How could it be? Well, yeah, that's the magic of all of this technology. God gives us the, the brains and the wisdom to put it all together. We're trying to use it for, for the best purposes that we can. That's what Epostle is about. That's what we started off doing the next step for. And that's why you are here. That's why we are here. So we went to Armenia. We did this incredible 
journey and recorded all of this material. And all I could tell you is that I could talk about this forever and we're, I'm not because like I'm on a very tight schedule right now. We've got a baptism coming up tonight. Um, like I said, a, a, a couple that I married uh, four years ago, they have two kids. We're going to be baptizing them and we are out on the island of Maui. There is no Armenian church. So the his, his eminence, Archbishop Hovnan has uh, asked me to even find some Armenians to get together and establish the first church here in in Hawaii. So that's part of the journey that I'm on too. So it's all coming together and it's a very exciting time. But I did want to share with you where we're at and what we're doing. Most importantly, as I always say, we need to pray about this because it is those prayers that become actualized through this ministry. Now, with that being said, where are we today? Well, we are very, very close to launching some new stuff. And the best way to keep in, keep in touch with all that, keep on track with all that, is go to epostle.net. That's apostle with an E, apostolic evangelism for an electronic and expanding universe. I'm going to be with you again next Monday, this coming Monday. We have daily shows on epostle.net. If you haven't um, tuned into them, this is a great time to do some binge listening. You've got a weekend in front of you. Just put it on. Go to epostle.net and go under the archives like every daily message, and especially the daily messages from the last two weeks, are all about what we discovered in Armenia. If you're excited about what faith means in the birthplace of Christianity, yes, the birthplace, because yes, Jesus was born in Bethlehem, but the birthplace of Christianity is always Armenia, because he was born, but it didn't travel until it got to Armenia. And that's from where it all started blossoming. So if you want to hear about what's going on in Armenia in terms of faith, please check out um, the, the, the group of messages that we've been putting together. It's called The Roots of Armadoxy, and it's available free of charge. They are on epostle.net. And while you're there, make sure you sign up for the newsletter because the newsletter is filled with all kinds of information of what we're doing. And most importantly, I'd love to hear from you. You could drop us a line at feedback at epostle.net. Hey, you know what? We always have the, the ending with uh, songs, and we have Susie making her announcement. We got things that are coming up. I am going to end it like this, okay? Because we don't have the equipment. We don't have the energy to put it all together. I just want you to know that I needed to get this out today. July 7th, 2023, 777, episode 777. That's not bad. For a 15-year run, 777 of them. And I'm glad that we kicked off this 16th season with this episode. want to wish God's blessings upon all of you. As we say over here, aloha. And we'll look forward to seeing you again next week when we will take the next step.